welcome to the smoke pit. What up, though? Kill it. Is that your, is that your catchphrase, Jamie? I don't have a catchphrase. We need to come up with one. All right. But yeah. stuff deploy. <laughs> you don't want to be like dude on Free Guy where your whole fucking catchphrase is catchphrase. Maybe that should be my catchphrase. Maybe. Maybe. It would work for you if you were five feet Insert taller. Insert something witty here. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Game day bucket go boom. And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, Jamie. Boom, boom, AJ. So there was something that uh, woke me from the middle of a sleep the other night, and I reminded uh, reminded myself of how unhinged things were uh, back when we were young men during the height of the global war uh, on terrorism. Oh, the good times. The good times. And so I was reminded of this uh, this game that we used to play. It was called the Fuck You Game. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe we've mentioned this on the show before, but I am 100% on board with talking about it as often <laughs> as possible. All it, right. It was called the Fuck You Game. Uh, Jamie, what do you think that game was about before we get into it? What's your wild guess? Oh, man. I don't know. Perhaps you try to say the most wildly offensive thing to, to actually get a rise out of someone enough to go, fuck you, like they mean it. <laughs> That's generally what I consider being conscious. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a good guess, but the 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 rules were simple. All right, and I'm gonna read them because I, I wrote them down, and I have AJ here as my uh, sanity check, so we, uh, the audience knows I'm I'm not exaggerating. He's always exaggerating, but it's only for comedic effect. Em- embellishing. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> so the rules were simple. It was only played with people who had agreed to participate. No innocent bystanders. All right. Well, we got the door locked. <laughs> <laughs> Two. The goal is to sneak up on other players and slap whatever object a player was holding out of their hands. <laughs> Violently. It couldn't be like a, eh. You had to like come from like the Lord's Day and come smack that <laughs> shit like WWE style. Okay. Yeah. Like a chocolate L haymaker over the top. Yeah. Okay. Not at them, at the <laughs> thing they had. Right, right. Yeah. Sure, I guess. And so three. Anything a player was holding is fair game, whether it was food, cell phones, pictures of your children. Your actual children. (laughs) Anything that you were holding was fair game. (laughs) The slapper must say, fuck you, when performing the attack. See, in my head, I'm already imagining, like, wait until you sneak off to the Jack Shack (laughs) and wait until I hear you get going and then bust open the door and smack your dick out of your hand. Fuck you! (laughs) Like, technically, I mean, you're you're helping me with that. I mean... (laughs) Technically hey, speaking, if that gets you there. <laughs> so the slapper must say "fuck you" when performing the attack. The fifth rule is no getting butt hurt. That's that's a big one. Okay. If you agree to participate, you can't get butt hurt. You can't get mad. You're right. part of it. That makes sense. Now, I mean, we all know the initial res- the initial reaction is going to be anger, but you yeah. have to pull from a calm place of stoicism. Yeah. And so the idea is that. Uh, if you bow out or surrender, uh-huh. you can no longer participate. Like ever again. Ever again. Okay. You are you excommunicado. Get one shot out. One yeah. shot, one kill. If you get mad, if you get butt hurt, then you're out of the game. That's <laughs> it. But the thing is, is if you're out of the game, you can't attack other players. You're a bystander, right? Right. And some of the best ways that you could execute this game is imagine like, uh, so we were instructors at, uh, at Quantico. And you'd have, like, your classes or whatever, and you'd be on, like, your little lunch break. And so you go to the PX, and you get, like, a little tornado or, like, a hot dog or, like, a, a big gulp of a Gatorade, whatever the case is. It's blazing hot. It's summertime, right? And you're about to take that first res- refreshing sip of Gatorade after this long, hot day. And somebody is just from the heavens 
like leaping over the the row of products and consumer goods and they like you've purchased it and they were just hiding behind it and you go thank you ma'am and you turn to leave <laughs> and you like crack the seal and right when the seal is cracked here comes some maniacal like red-eyed villain just from the <laughs> sky and it's like fuck you and you're like no and then all of a sudden your Gatorade's all over everyone you know it's even crueler to let them let them leave let them get that first sip let them get back to the range so they can't just go right back inside and buy another yeah yeah, <laughs> and so you just come out just like a, a, a an agent of, of vengeance, right? You're like, "Fuck you, pow!" and just just smack it right out of their hands. Wow, that was the game. Do you remember Eric Hanna? Yeah, the interesting thing about Eric Hanna is I'm going to tell a personal story now, so that way the audience feels more connected to this random character we just inserted into their eardrums. <laughs> okay, um, so he was not very tall. He had a very large, large uh, pot belly. He was always on remedial PT, but the boy could run like the wind. You ever heard the term king of poop island? Yeah. This guy was king of poop island when it came to remedial PT. <laughs> he ran like he ran like a fucking 18 minute three mile. And so whenever they were doing like fat kid PT, like he was just dusting everyone and just like cackling the whole time. Yeah. And like he's smoking a cigarette while he's running. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those people straight up that you just go, you know what? I understand height and weight and body fat standards, mm -hmm. but this guy can smoke most yeah. of the people who do the standards. There's height and weight standards. And then there's reality. Yeah. <laughs> like how the Marine Corps told us that we were 18 percent body fat. If we were, I think for me personally, I was six, three. Anything 214 or below, I was supposed to be 18%. And now I know how science works. And I was like, yeah. where did you come up with this math, bro? That's just bad math. Like, did you take math from Marines or what's what's going on? Yeah, that, that's common core shit right there. Yeah, Which is funny because the Army now expects you to be able to do X amount of deadlifting. But then they don't realize that somebody's like starving themselves. Like, how are they supposed to be stronger? Because anybody who has ever like tried to influence their physique besides just what you know, cruel genetics and uh, all the chemicals our, uh, our parents uh, allowed our grandparents to pump into our bodies, you know, all the trans fats and MREs. Have you, have you guys yeah. ever like thought about that? I try not to. I had uh, I MRE. Try not to think about what's in MREs. I had MRE New Orleans gumbo like two weeks ago. I didn't have to. It was just in my desk and I forgot to bring lunch to my job. Okay. So I was like, whatever, this is cool. And Granted, it's an MRE, so it doesn't taste like New Orleans or like gumbo. <laughs> but it was actually a surprisingly low amount of calories, just a high amount of sodium. And I was like, yeah, I'll drink three glasses of water. It'll be fine. There you go. Yeah. So point being is this little pork belly could dust the fuck out of most of the guys <laughs> pork belly. in general, right? And then particularly put them there with like, you know, all these dudes there, you know, they're on their, they just got divorced. They got back from their second, third combat deployment. They're alcoholics. They're like one traffic jam away from joining the 22 like it, it was a stressful time right the height of the surge you know and he's just like maniacally cackling and like the thing was is he would only weigh over by like two pounds so like when the deadline came when they're like okay we're gonna re-weigh you and if you don't make it it's gonna be like paperwork and get processed out yeah. you just go to the sauna for like an hour and he'd be good like, dude straight up did not care. Like, he, it brought joy to him to, like, destroy people in, in uh, remedial. Now, was this dude a product of the surge, or was he, like... No, no, he was a good Marine. Okay. He was... he, he, he Tactically the, and technically proficient. Okay. Yeah. He was good. He just had one of those body types, like, 
it was hard to fight off the the potbelly. And he worked get it. And he worked out like a lot of people do and he was super, he was strong for his size. Like he was mm-hmm. you know those people like they can only lift like 150 pounds, but they only themselves weigh 80, so it's like it's still impressive it's by like, okay. size. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. He, he was a powerfully built guy. The reason I bring him up though is Yeah, I was about to say before AJ got us on a tangent. You know, sidetracked. I'd, li- I'd like to know why this is relevant. I was just going to mention him, give a brief, <laughs> a brief overview of his size and shape, and the fact that he was always maniacally positive, right? And so, he, motivate. He had opted into the to the fuck you game. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> the audience forgot are. about that. See, I'm bringing, bringing it back full circle. I'll bring you full circle. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. Throw it back, girl. Throw so it back, girl. There was a. In the old Haywood Hall. He didn't even address that. He's like, later. <laughs> yeah. I'll throw it back for you later. Um, but in the old Haywood Hall, which was the like the headquarters and classrooms building for, for TBS, um, they've since torn it down and replaced it with like, oh, most of TBS is unrecognizably new. But the old one, you had this like, you'd go in, there's the foyer, and then there's like a, a 90 degree to the left is all of the company offices and battalion offices and stuff. Okay. You go straight and it's a long line of... Like long straight hallway of classrooms to the left and right auditoriums, and along the row is all these different like large framed uh, posters of officers who got the you know Medal of Honor and for why they got the Medal of Honor. Which I'll come back to that in a few minutes because that's an interesting thing I forget to mention all the time. Let me go ahead and put that in the show notes so that way I can remind you because we are we are one to just ramble on. You know, as as you want to do. Yeah. So we're in the classroom and it's like it's a like shitty rainy day outside. So the students are in the class. They're getting whatever course from whoever's teaching. And we're all out in the hallway. It's like five or six of us. And Hannah comes in. And he's got a brand new bag of Cheetos, like the bag that comes, like it's not, it's not the little snack pack bag, but it's not like the full size bag. It's the one you get out of the vending machine, right? Yeah. And our vending machines were real sketchy. So he comes up and he like rips it open, and I can see like the joy in his eyes about how he's about (laughs) to enjoy these crunchy, cheesy delights one at a time. And he's not the kind of guy who just grab a handful. He would like one and put it in his mouth and like. Crunched He's savoring that. He it. crunched that motherfucker. Like it was an it was an ASMR experience. <laughs> in 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 totem with everything. He's crackling else. the bag. Because like to be fair, if you get something out of that vending machine that wasn't expired, like you have to enjoy it. You know, right. like if you went to like E seven and hit enter, it just asbestos came out. Like that was just <laughs> one of the like the available options for seventy five cents. You could get two cancers worth of asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets this. He gets this thing. And there's a bunch, there's a couple of Marine instructors, all of us guys, they're sitting in that section of the hallway. And Hannah had just walked up, so he's not quite in the circle. He's far enough out of the circle. And I come, like, into the building. It's raining. I'm kind of, like, taking my cover off and getting the rain off my uniform. And I see Hannah, and I see the bag of Cheetos. And I look up, I see the bag of Cheetos, and I go, fuck yeah. And I'm start running, right? Knees <laughs> to elbow. <laughs> right? And he's at just like a wonky enough angle to where he's not looking at me. He's looking at the other guys that are telling whatever stories they're telling. And I'm just running through this hallway. And I come up and I do like the LeBron. No, it was uh, uh, Michael Jordan in oh, yeah. Space Jam where he's like, ah, oh, and his arm starts to stretch <laughs> with the basketball to get to the goal. And I was like, Fuck you, <laughs> smack! <laughs> he has the Cheeto that's in his hand. The first one, it's in his hand. 
I smack the bag. <laughs> the bag <laughs> hits the ground at mock fuck. Goes boof, and it's just <laughs> it was there were crunchies, and they just turned into like it looked like a cheetah puff round had just got off. Uh, and I was like, ah. I saw the look of sadness in his eyes, and I gotta tell you, like. Bro, I felt so bad. <laughs> like, I felt so bad. I, I landed him. and I was like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, fuck. It was like when you accidentally step on your dog's paw. Yeah. And they, go, they make that yelp. And you look at them like, that's the worst transgression mm. against like the cosmos you've ever done. You're like, oh, my sweet boy. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. with your face. But the difference was is that's accidental you did this on purpose to this man i know but the, and that's <laughs> well he opted into the game he did it to himself but it's also worse yeah. because now i know that i can i cannot show this man empathy or compassion because we are marines and you don't do that and yeah. plus you're in the game and you're, you're in, in the, the game. game so i just had to be like bip fuck you and his like shit burst on the floor and i was just like deal with it <laughs> And then I stepped away like I was nothing. <laughs> and like I stepped as soon as I turned, I had like the single tear, and I was like, "Because <laughs> the littering you just committed, P- fuck littering." Sure, that was it. Yeah, no, I'm like I'm I'm six percent Taino, you know. So I just like just seeing the you, white man litter my country. You're you know? one of the six that Columbus <laughs> didn't get, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not supporting Columbus. He's Generational pe- burn. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus didn't get you, thank God, because he was a war criminal. Man, this dude just called down my ancestors. Wow. (laughs) Like old Coco reaching back for the chalupa cart. In his head, he's doing a fucking war dance getting ready for you. Jamie, did the Army have anything comparable to that game? So we had borrowed a game uh, from the movie Waiting. Mm. Obviously, you know the the one where you, you show goat. each other your junk. Yeah, 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 that was a great deal of fun. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, so the difference when we played that was we did not wait for consent to involve people. Mm. Uh, we had some NCOs that were adamantly against it. Like if I see your dick, I'm cutting it off, kind of thing. Yeah. And we would we would target them the most. We were actually so. <laughs> so you were doing the Lord's work against homophobia. Good for you. There you go. That's yeah. exactly what we were doing. You're so, breaking so down one, stigmas. One time, me and my buddy Jonas uh, convinced this dude uh, Cunningham to. He was in. We were both. Wait, wait, did you just say come in hand? Come in hand. We got this guy. Oh, no, okay. Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah, okay. Got to do what you got to do, Logan baby. Logan Cunningham. Can't wait to remind you, Logan. <laughs> uh, he's an E five. I think we're both PFCs at the time, and we got a couple of to go plates from the Chow Hall. We were like on 12-hour R&R before he pushed back out. We're in the tent, and we get him to watch Waiting with us. And the whole time, he's like, don't fucking do it. I don't want to fucking play this shit. I know you're fucking planning something. We're like, no, Sergeant, we won't do anything. So while the movie's like, you know, apexing, I get Jonas's attention, and I'm like, move, move your to-go plate. Pull, pull your balls out. Yeah, no, cover it back up. So, we're, you know, he's got his balls out under his to-go tray as we're, as we're eating. And... uh you know, movies wrapping up. Hey, you guys, you want me to take your trash for you? Like, hey, Sergeant, you want me to grab that? Okay. Uh, Jonas, you want me to grab that for you? Oh, wow, that's a, you know, I said something to call attention to it. I waited until Logan looked over. Jonas fucking lifts it up. There's his ball sitting on his lap. Oh, Logan wow. was fucking furious. <laughs> Sergeant Cunningham lost his sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> it, start, it stopped being Sarge, and it started being yeah. Sergeant. It's like Sergeant. Yeah. When you no, pronounce that's that G, thing. you know you're in trouble. Nah, there was really, no, in the Army there is no there is no G in Sergeant. It's Sarnt. I, um, I'm I need sorry, Sarnt. <laughs> I need to back matter. up for a moment here because I know that you're a writer. Well, yeah. he did say he was going to back it up. He did, but he I was know. doing that for you. I have mm-hmm. a couple of back it ups, but specifically to this point, 
I know that you're a writer with a lot of uh, time, effort, energy, and experience in your craft. And I don't know why you said Apex when you know what that part of the story is called. Climax. The climax. The climax. <laughs> <laughs> well, is a climax nothing more than the, to reach the apex? That depends. You could, have the, you could have the single climax. Yeah. Or you could have that one that looks like one of those fucky roller coasters on like Roller Coaster Tycoon, where it's just like on the top. You know? Oh, you know, know what that what reminds that me of? One day, AJ hands me his phone, right? And it's got this like weird track pattern on it. And he's like, just wiggle your finger around on it. I was like, okay, that's weird. And I started like touching the screen and making this like weird pattern. And he just like collapsed to his knees. And like I, oh, like I didn't know what that was about. But anyway, so what do we start You sack of shit. I told you about the <laughs> spot. I told you that story in confidence. <laughs> I was just making figure eights, you know, like doing math <laughs> equations. Start spelling the alphabet. <laughs> you, you have to ask yourself a question, Jamie. Yeah. Now, if there is a sex toy that you can get, and there is, let's not be coy, um, that is Wi-Fi or Bluetooth enabled, right? So when it's uh, <clears throat> inserted... Mm. You can send a text message to a partner and they can click on that text message and they receive a screen in which you can like move your finger around to create patterns, which will then translate to vibrations on the, the, the toy. Sure. Right. Let me ask you a question. How many times do you think that's gone badly for someone? Oh, I mean, I depend. I guess that depends on your tolerance for. Uh... I'm not saying the sexual part of it went badly like. Have you ever had an inconvenient orgasm? Uh, yes, yes. You I just had sound my, like you had one right now. Well, no, <laughs> I, actually, I had inconvenient my, to have one on air. I had my first wet dream in Iraq. Really? I did. Yeah, and that you're aware of that I'm. Well, I would have known. Mm, would I, you though? I think so. Like, were you clean enough to be able to understand if there was any new mess down there? Because I don't know about you, but it'd been a while. It was long sp- stretches in between our showers. Yeah, but he was army. Yeah. <laughs> nice green no. bean coffees we were, and shit. <laughs> no, nah, we, were, we were pretty fucking filthy. No, we were already in solder at that point. We were, we were fucking living there. Wait, wait, you were where? Solder. Oh, you said we were already in solder, and I thought you said something else. No, we had been sodomizing each other the entire the entire <laughs> length of time we've been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Sister City, Gamora. It's a lot more fun. Doesn't get all the credit, but still a blast. So. Let, let me put this forward as a thing, and then we'll get back to whatever Dan was leading into that I ruined for him. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it happens. This is what I do. Yeah. Um, think about this particular thought, is that you as a man, like there's certain things that have to happen in order for you to have an orgasm that are very overt. If you had the opposite gender and the opposite bits, mm-hmm. like there's a, a, a much wider spectrum of how that happens. Sure, getting sweaty and taking a walk. Riding on the yeah. riding a motorcycle. I mean, I imagine. I don't know. I'm Straddling not cla- the shifter on a car. Yeah. Not claiming to know how that works. I I know how to make it happen if I'm doing stuff, but I don't know how it like feels on the back end, right? Okay. Just taking guesses as I go. But the real question here is, if you have the ability to have an orgasm when you are doing something dangerous or uh, industrial or commercial, or you were driving a car. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're like, ha ha, well, that was fun 10 minutes ago. And then all of a sudden, you got another orgasm and it comes out of nowhere and you go, oh, God, driving a car into the car next to you. Wow. Well, so, I mean, you know, as someone who's had an orgasm while driving a car, uh, I think I could could negotiate my way through that. Yeah, but you knew it was coming because of all the external factors. (sighs) 
sure. It's like it's like I don't know about you guys, but I play these little games where like if I'm if I'm like out for like a jog, you know, and I'm just jogging, and I'm like, oh, if I don't make it to that that like telephone pole before this car, like I'm dead, you know? Oh, sure, yeah. And like there'd be times where I'm driving and I feel a sneeze coming on, and I'm like, I cannot close my eyes, and so I'm just like, like keeping my eyes open when I sneeze. Sure. I feel like. I have a bite block for that. And what is an orgasm but a really slow sneeze? Yeah. Or a really violent sneeze. <laughs> From your penis. A really violent sneeze. Achoo. Ouch. I, I just can't get over the fact that, like, imagine if, like, you could communicate like that. And then, like, because you know how relationships kind of, like, eventually they lose a little of, like, the, the allure and you kind of get comfortable, which is nice. You know, nesting monogamy has its benefits, you okay. know? But, like, imagine if, like, your partner, like, just, like, Morse codes you, like, pick up milk. (laughs) 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 You're like, damn. Oh, man. I I feel 50-50 about that. But, like, really, you don't trust me enough to know that we need milk? Like, that's (laughs) fucked up. But on the other hand, I'd be like, she loves me enough to where she knew it was going to irritate me to tell me this. So she did it in the most sensual way possible. I love that you assume you would be wearing the the device in this circumstance. Who said device? You said Morse code. It could be any number of things. First and foremost, I would absolutely wear that device. (laughs) (laughs) But shit. Yeah, no, that'd be a great way to to get a a grocery list. Yeah. I mean, they they have cock rings that have the little vibrating attachments on the bottoms. Yeah. Yeah, perfectly fine. Oh, have you guys seen the, um, the, um, the, the, the rings that go around the balls that were, like, designed in such a way to also be, like, a fidget spinner? Uh, yes. No. No, you haven't. I just made that up. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll you tell fucking you. validator. I'll tell you that you didn't, and I'll tell you how I know. Because he has a patent on it. <laughs> because he's I, like, how do you know about it? Back, I haven't released that yet. Back in the day when I was married, I lost my wedding ring on a training op. Or, like, and I got a replacement, right? That's not what I thought he was going to say. No, like, my mind is just like, violently leaping to connect these dots now. <laughs> got my finger up. I'm holding it. I'm pinching it in the camera. So I'm, I'm at a training op, and I lose my initial wedding ring. It happens, right? I was a boot. I didn't think, hey, she's not here anyway. Cosmic put, sign. Put it in a pocket. <laughs> sure. Like, the, yeah. the universe was trying to say, hey, don't fucking do it. And I didn't listen because I'm very obstinate to the, to the universe telling me the obvious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, shut up. So <laughs> I lost the first one. I got a replacement, right? I had the replacement, went on deployment, lost the replacement in the middle of a fucking, cause I had to yank my gloves off in order to like do something to my saw to make it work. So I could like slay bodies. Like my job was entailed. Mm. Um, I probably didn't get it the gun up in time or some stupid thing. Like it's not as cool as it sounds, but I lost the ring cause it came off on the, on under the glove. So when I was coming back, I was in a middle Eastern country that had a jeweler, and I said, can you make me, I was like, let me get one of these. And so he makes me, it wasn't expensive, it was kind of cheap, but it was like something, right, to show that I cared enough to replace it. And it was the metal outring, and it had a, a, a thinner metal band on top. So you could literally have the ring, and you could spin the part on the inside, like because people do that, they fidget their rings, and this okay. one would it's have a beautiful camera shot. By the way, right now, <laughs> sorry. Well, I didn't know you were gonna tell me. So, like, you'd you'd fidget the inside like this, and like the in the inner band would spin, and it had her name in English and it had her name in Arabic, which I thought was kind of cool, right? Well, um, about so you stuck your balls in it? Is no, that, is that it's too big. Um, so yeah. six six months ago, I it's was got perky balls, like. I was perusing the internet as one does, and there is a thing where there is, like, there's 
the rubber ones, like you know those those Qualo, like the silicon <laughs> rings that people wear when they're like training because it'll rip off instead of. Yeah, I'm literally you. wearing one right okay. now. Yes, that right there. Yeah. It's, it's like rubber as a replacement so that if you like catch it, it'll rip instead of degloving your finger. Which I'm wondering why you're even wearing a fucking ring on ops to begin with, but go on. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's the thing is I know a guy who did and he lost his finger and everybody that asked him about it, he'd be like, give me a fucking worker party because he was a master sergeant and he could get away with it. But anyway, so he's got his fucking rubber ring. There are the majority of uh, rings for sexual purposes are made of silicon or rubber or yeah. whatever. Yeah, like how uh, you I said, know. I was just perusing the internet. Like, oh, I wonder what, what time Ant-Man is playing. Ah, oh, cock rings. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. <coughs> what was that old uh, joke? Like, you're never more than, like, two clicks away from something explicit on the internet? Oh my you're God. not. Like, I've seen Facebook posts where they're like, let's see how long it takes to find out this uh, Pokemon's got sexualized. And, like, start a timer, then scroll after just Googling the Pokemon's name and nothing else. Yeah, uh, speed runs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so it was one of those things where, like, last he night. He was speed running. <laughs> last night we went to bed, right? And I was like, hey, man, I'm going to go to sleep. He's like, okay, cool, man. I'm going to go to bed, too. I was like, good. Actually go to bed. Don't spend three hours on TikTok. And, like, 30 minutes later, he's, like, sending me Instagram posts. Mm. So it was one of those times where I was like. And, fr- I, and just from the other side of the bed. That's yeah, so I, I feel like weird. this was unnecessary detail to the story, but go so on. So I'm, I'm flicking through the internet one night, and I was like. Yeah, fidget spinner cock rings. Let's, let's I was like, because <laughs> I've, I've seen them before. Like, there's the ones that go over everything. Right, they go at the base of both. Yeah, there's ones that go over the base of the 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 shaft. There's ones that go over the base of the testicles. They're right, so I'm just like I see this one, and it's like it looks very elaborate, right? It looks like well made, like like <laughs> like they hired a like a like a TikTok blacksmith to make this like perfect like silver elven fucking thing. And I was like, bro, what the fuck is that? And the the girl is doing an intimate act with her mouth, which is appropriate. But like her hands, instead of like cupping, as you'd expect, she's like flicking the fucking ring. And I see it's just like my old wedding ring. There's a a band in the middle that has like little knobs on it that she can flick. Okay. And I was like, he can't feel that, obviously. This is just for her enjoyment. This is just to keep her busy. Mm. It's to give her something to do with her mind. And I was like, I don't know how I feel because she's obviously doing a very intimate, very special thing for him and should not be treated like a fucking dog who's so simply entertained. But I can imagine at some point, like if you're doing something like that and it takes a long time, you're just like, well, might as well do something with my hands because the rest of me is busy. So what did this have to do with the paintings in, in the Hall in Quantico? It didn't, but you were like, ah, cock ring with a fidget spinner. And I was like, yes. And you were like, ah, lying sex shit, I made it up. And I was proven I was right, so there you go. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining uh, us uh, today on the Smoke Pit Podcast, brought to you by Espeto. <laughs> and other companies that probably don't want to be associated with that conversation. <laughs> All companies want to be associated with that conversation. They just don't want to get in trouble if someone gets upset about it. So what did the paintings have to do with anything? So here's the thing I love, right? These paintings, you'd have like a, uh, it wasn't a painting so much, but it was like a graphic representation of a moment of combat where some officer had received an award for, uh, they oh, received yeah, a specific that one dude who does all the, the combat paintings. Like I, yeah. I, brought, I bought his coffee table, uh, yeah. table book. A hundred percent. And it was like, you had all these officers, because it was an officer school, right? So they want to emphasize all the Medal of Honors, Medals of Honor that 
officers had right. earned. Officers do some high speed shit, Somet- and they wanted to honor both of them. Sometimes yeah. they do. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Thank you. If <laughs> an officer has to do something incredibly badass to bail them out of a bad situation, it's probably because an officer fucked up the planning somewhere. Thank you for covering that. So it's science. It is really science. It's science. <laughs> but here's the difference. Every right? heroic act that's ever been done yeah. is the result of a bad officer doing planning stupid shit. You know, they'd be like, oh, how'd that, uh, like one like one of my buddies would like, like AJ, right? would be like, oh, how was the patrol? Like, I actually have a good squad leader, so it went well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Mm. I and was. chaos ensued. And he was friends with him, and I was very upset about that. Yeah, no, like legitimately, like for whatever reason, his quality leader liked me. I was a boot, they, right? They went to the movies together. <laughs> wow. Like, talk about an accidental hand job. Like, just the two of you? Or yeah. like, they yes. invite you along no. with the squad? My fucking no. douchebag asshole <laughs> alpha male squad leader who's probably got a job working at like Ace Hardware right now. This motherfucker. <laughs> Let's find walked, him on LinkedIn. Walked up to him and said, Hey, uh, hey, Sharp. I like motorcycles. You want to go watch a movie at the base theater? And he was like, "No, it was off base." See, in uh, it un- being off base, narrator. off base is worse. <laughs> it is a little worse. I was no, trying to make you it not was like feel- one of those things where you're at the barracks, right? And it's like Saturday. I'm like, I'm on the catwalk wearing silkies, like ready to heave up whatever fucking you Chinese that I had the night before. You could have always come to me and said, <laughs> "AJ." I need excitement <laughs> in my life, and I would have been like, let's go do a thing. Instead. <laughs> and then busted out two ball fidget spinners. It's 100%. <laughs> that would have been entertaining. Here, put this in. I'm going to text you. <laughs> it would have it would have been way more entertaining than, I'm going to hang out with because, bleh. And I'm going to have to beep that name. Thank you. Um, Why? <laughs> so I'm just on the catwalk, and he walks up, and he's just like, hey, sharp. And I was like, yes, Corporal. Because <laughs> he hadn't been promoted yet, right? Okay. And... He was just like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing, Corporal. <laughs> and he's just like, all right. I'm thinking I'm about to get fucking chewed out or put on duty or something. And he's just like, I want to see this movie, but it's lame to go by yourself. You're coming with me. And I was just like, aye, Corporal. <laughs> First and foremost, seeing movies by yourself is fucking awesome. It is. I love it. It is. Me too. You know why? Because nobody fucking, nobody talks to you at all the parts that are important. Asking you to explain the parts that they just missed because they were too ADHD to pay attention. And then you have to then go back and explain the parts that you were watching while they were talking to ask you questions about parts they weren't paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, fuck that. I don't play all that shit. But I like being able to laugh as loud and long and uncontrollable as mm-hmm. I want to without someone going, <laughs> fuck you. That shit was funny. I'm gonna, oh, my God. Have you guys seen um, oh, what's it, The Happy Time Murders? I don't think so. Uh, the, is that the one with uh, oh, the cartoon? Megan, uh, Megan, uh, Michelle. Um, fuck, I'm working it. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks isn't the primary character in that movie. No, it's it's what's her face that used to play Sean Spicer on Saturday Night Live, and she was in like Thunder Force and all this. McCarthy. The Melissa Happy McCarthy. Time Murders yes. came out in 2018 and ran for one hour and 31 minutes with it, the puppets. Yes, it had I, yes, Melissa McCarthy. I was very uh, drunk. Elizabeth was, Banks was in it. Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph, yeah. yeah. Joe Maya, McHale. Let's yep. back up and give a lot of credit to Maya Rudolph for being just absolutely batshit in the way that is the best form of comedy. Oh, she will do anything, and it's amazing. Hmm. 
Ooh, I think this might be a good segue. Is there is there any uh, any strap hangers that you guys want to tuck away before we move on? Yeah, it's when when the 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 the, the puppet detective is blamming everywhere in his office and yeah. silly strings. <laughs> <laughs> so that was in the trailer. I'm not giving anything away. If you if you've seen the trailer, you know yeah. this happens. I'm in a movie theater watching the trailer for this film, and me and some stranger sitting one seat over were cackling so fucking loud at this scene. Even after the trailer ended, the two of us were still going, and both of our respective girlfriends were slapping, so we shut the fuck up already. <laughs> and we're just looking at each other, laugh, uh, unable to stop. Just let me be happy. At this puppet blam. <laughs> so just let me be happy, right? Right? I was I, trying to go yeah. on MOL and find how many are still in the Marine Corps. MOL? Marine Online. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, like that. It's new, like R A K O. Well, you know that new army system. What is it like? Um, here, fuck. I, 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 I probably sh- don't. I was just thinking. Gravelcamis.com. Grandma's couch. Dot mill. No, this is actually a kind of a, a good segue. Dot <laughs> steakmouth slash org. No, AJ, please finish your story, and I, I will have something for afterwards. All right, so while he's looking at that, the whole thing about the paintings is this. They have all these <laughs> Back pictures. Back to the fucking paintings. Yes, because he asked I me. I keep forgetting about the paintings. <laughs> this is, no, this I love it because what I like to do, and anybody who listens to Smoke Pit for any length of time will know this, is that I will egg him so far down the rabbit hole and then chastise him for being off track. Oh, I know he does it. <laughs> anyway, so I can get the, the, the paintings out of the way. They had these rows of paintings about... Uh, arm, uh, Marine Corps officers throughout history who'd won all these medals of honor, right? The thing that got me about those those paintings is I spent enough time in that hallway to have read read every single citation multiple times. Okay. Some citations would say on, you know, fucking the 37th of November, such a 19 whatever, who gives a shit, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Buttfuck had gone to the such and such location and done, like, it would be a, a long description of this valorous behavior. And you're like, fuck yeah. And Slay bodies. Fucking correct yourself. And so we get to the, we get to some of them though. You'd have the painting, and the painting would look super cool. And then the description is awarded on this date to this person in this place. That's it. And my theory is, I have one one of two possibilities, right? And they could both be true, which is what I love about theories. Yeah, <laughs> is that it's like uh, what. Um Schrodinger's theory. Schrodinger's right. cat. Schrodinger's yeah. cat, right? Schrodinger's caption. Sch- Schrodinger's <laughs> officer, both alive and stupid at the same time. <laughs> so, like, the thing Until is... Until observed by an NCO. Yeah. Right? Oh, man, that's fucking great. I Thank love you. that. Um, we, so, we can develop that. Yeah. We can develop a new thought experiment. We'll work that offline. So... You'd read these ones with like these long heroic descriptions, and you have ones that would just say such and such at such and such date on such and such place was awarded this medal, and that's it. No information. Yeah. And I was like, is this like Dachau, where they caused so much, like they they showed up and so much human misery had been caused, and like <laughs> it was such a, a war crime that they don't want to fucking say anything, but they acknowledge that what he did was probably the ethically <laughs> right thing to do. And they're like. We're not going to fill this out, but here's a medal, right? <laughs> Bro, you should have been put, You should be in prison. Why are we giving you a medal for that? Like, what a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, it's being posthumously redacted. Like, but they, it's one of those things that's like, like Andrew Jackson president. Like, <laughs> Andrew Jackson beat a motherfucker on the White House lawn for the fuck of it. Like, <laughs> we used, like, 
Sorry, I'm going down the rabbit hole. You had a, you had a whole thing planned. You go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so the Army has an implemented a new system <laughs> called IPSA-A, which stands for the Integrated Personnel Pay and System. This is affecting thousands of soldiers. Briefly, a few months ago, 17,000 soldiers and 8,000 family members briefly lost their TRICARE because there was a glitch in the system. Right now, thousands of soldiers are not getting promoted, and thousands of soldiers are not able to transition out of the military, and ones that have made it out of the military aren't able to get the proper paperwork to allow them to go into the reserves or apply for other benefits. Jesus. So we spoke anonymously spoke to a uh, soldier who said that she had gotten out of active duty, and she was um, getting into the Army Reserves, but because of the IPSA, uh, the IPSA, a... Um, I'm gonna hope none of that was offensive. Uh, it's because Ips of this, hyphen a, because because of that, she was not able to get uh, treatment for the cervical cancer that she was fighting. Oh Jesus! I'm sorry. I'm gonna need you back up there. So the yeah, art- no, we do real shit at Pop Smoke Media. Right? It's not no, no. just all cockball jokes, AJ. <laughs> and I watched the town hall meeting that they had the other day. And um, every time someone says the word town hall meeting, I have a fucking mental aneurysm. And so I was watching this online forum. And For me, it's every time someone says the VA has been doing a lot better, I have a mental aneurysm. Well, I mean, it's not a high bar to clear. Ugh. And so on this uh, this meeting that they had, they first off started like by like jerking themselves off and just like, well, we just want to acknowledge everybody's hard work and so-and-so is getting promoted and so-and-so got the bagels this morning and just want to give a shout out to, and I'm just like, bro, yeah, people over here, like, let me pull this up and we need to like have this posted a, at some point because this is an actual fucking graphic from this that I did not want to believe. All right, sorry, this took me a while and we can, we can put this graphic up later and I'll, I'll show him first, but look, problems we are attacking. And it says inaccurate pay causing soldier debt, and it has a little a little um, image of a stick figure type, like bathroom stall. Like yeah, it's the man. bathroom stall figure with a fucking ball and chain, and the ball and chain has oh my a balls. Like this, this was is, shared in an official meeting. This was an official Army town hall meeting graphic that was shared by the United States Army. Somebody took the time of day to make this little graphic of the dude with the ball and the ch- the debt chain. And they probably thought it was funny when they did it. They probably thought they were crushing their physical <laughs> representation. They were like, <laughs> this I take system, my job seriously, but I crushed this. This system has logged over 5,500 hours of downtime, acknowledged by the Army, impacting readiness. Furthermore, disconnected HR pay processes, ultimately pay impacting readiness was another thing. Uh, labor intensive to keep over 200 systems cyber compliant was the idea that they were trying to switch to this. But as a result, the army acknowledges that their actions are causing soldiers to go into debt because they cannot pay their people on time. Yeah, so I can't imagine, you know, being like a like a, an E2 with kids, you know, relying on the uh, the, the money that that your service brings in. And it's just. It's just, man, it, it's tough. If you guys have not been to PopSmokeMedia.com yet, we, we really try to bring um, important stories along with the um, the entertainment. You know, entertain, advocate, inform. And, you know, so we're here for you guys. If you're having issues, you know, always feel free to reach out to us. We can do our best. Uh, we've been able to impact some real actionable change in the past. And there are a ton of stories on there that you guys may just not be aware of. Like to bring the mood back up just a little bit more. 
recently, a woman in Canada, uh, Canada <laughs> got so drunk that she got kicked out of the Budweiser Center. And as she was driving um, down the wrong way of a, of a road, crashed into a house. The house uh, had a ruptured gas line as a result, exploded, destroying four houses and evacuating 100 houses in the area, causing an estimated $10 million worth of damage and injuring eight people. Fuck a boot and find out. <laughs> the next time you're getting that don't drink and drive brief, you know, like maybe take it a little serious because, <laughs> you know, you go out for a Marilyn Manson concert, you wake up to in jail and they're like wagging like a, a moose knuckle All at you. All the fingers at you. <laughs> yeah, some rural Canadian mountain, some Mountie is like, uh, what the fuck are you a boot? And it's like. <laughs> Ha 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 ha! That's funny until you charge me the fourteen point six million dollars of a damage I just caused. Yeah. Speaking of reckless spending, uh, one of the objects that the U.S. military shot down over America is suspected of being a twelve-dollar hobby balloon from an Indiana balloon club. Oh my god! Let's put this into reference, right? One of the reasons why we stopped paying for patriotism in, in Major League Sports is because it was expensive, right? It already costs somewhere in the neighborhood of $400,000 to send a team of aircraft up to do a flyover, right? Fuel, maintenance, man hours, like all that kind of stuff. That's what it's estimated like okay. retail. You know what I mean? Okay, Dan. Right. Dan, okay. Yeah. So for our new listeners, let's just point out the fact that like all those patriotic, like we love America and the troops flyovers we had for the NFL and other major sports. Although now illegal to pay for, we used to pay for them. We a used few years ago, Congress was like, yeah, no, like you're done, son. We used to pay money for them to do that. They didn't do it out of the goodness of their own hearts. Yeah, out of love for the troops. Uh, but now we use it as training missions, right? Like you got to be able to hit a time on target, you know, like. Okay. So like there's training value in it. However, setting up a team of fighter jets, right? These munitions are extremely expensive. The it's estimated that the missile that they used to shoot down this $12 hobby balloon cost $400,000. Jesus. I believe it because I had cheap- a zip tie in the buttstock of my machine gun in Iraq. <laughs> this is the equivalent of that meme that's saying, you know, they use a $32 million drone with a $80,000 missile to destroy a $30 tent. Or a dude whose life isn't worth a fucking nickel. <laughs> well, you got to remember, like, even even the, the cheapest fucking r- small round is like eight grand. Yeah. And that's like... H-E, like high explosive. That's all it does, right? A thermobaric Not round, even dual purpose. A, a thermobaric round, which does all kinds of wackadoodle fucking science shit to the target, is like $80,000. Like you just gave $80,000 to a dude who doesn't make $80,000 a year. <laughs> and was like, Lance Corporal Fuckface, hit that building. He's like, raw Staff Sergeant. Pew! And it like... Eight, his, more than his annual pay blows this building apart. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really thought about it that way. Yeah, I know that's, that's the way. A brilliant perspective, right there. That is the way I could never think about it while I was in, because otherwise I would be rage against the machine and like just kicking shit over all the time. Well, I mean, how is that different than you know how how you normally acted in Iraq? 
Bro, let me tell you something. So there are Thank you. reports coming out of Afghanistan saying that the Taliban are frustrated with traffic, emails, and crime. <sighs> oh my God, are they having to deal with administrative things? Jamie, how does that make you feel? You went there as a civilian, right? Yeah. So like from that perspective, how, how does that make you feel that the Taliban are tired of running the country that uh, that they took over after we left. You know what's funny is I, I left Afghanistan, what, maybe a month or so before it fell. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, I mean, they, 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 they were closing in. It was getting tight. You know, they were they were getting, they were blowing shit up inside the green zone at one point. Wow. Uh, so it wasn't really green anymore. It wasn't green. It was more of a, you know, a, a shade of pink, perhaps. Wouldn't call it red, but, uh, you know, green is a generous term. Um, but I don't know, like there's, there's a part of me that, uh, you know, it's like, well, fuck you. you, you get what you wanted. You know, you wanted to be the government in charge yeah. and you are deal with it. And the other part is like, ah, I feel your pain, bro. I get it. Shit sucks. So there are a few sources that have come forward to, uh, to vent about, you know, they, they took a page out of the, uh, the American uh, book and now that they're, um, you know, they've kind of separated themselves from the height of uh, festivities, if you will. Now they're um, bitching about their job online. And one individual named Abdul Nafi, and please forgive me, Mr. Taliban, if I, if I mispronounce that, <laughs> said, what I dislike about Kabul is its traffic and what I fear is its thieves. I keep my pistol on my person all the time after two of our comrades were robbed. <laughs> I would just like to virtually high five whoever's robbing the Taliban in Kabul right now. It's probably also the Taliban. <laughs> to be fair, I love the idea that like you've been doing whatever the fuck you want as an insurgent force for so long. They literally said that, man. Like the this other dude said, people didn't expect much from us, and we had little responsibility towards them. Whereas now. If someone is hungry, they deem us directly responsible for that. The Taliban used to be free of restrictions, but now we sit in one place behind a desk and a computer 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Life has become so worrisome. You do the same thing every day. Being away from the family has only doubled the problem. Capitalism has come to <laughs> fuck you in your butthole. Oops. Like The sorry, free market, bud. baby. Yep. Woo. Well, that being said, bye. Bye.